the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In addition to taking care of one another inside the church, what if we developed a lifestyle of taking care of the most needy outside the walls of the church? How would that change the community and our city? Bob Moffat, president and founder of Harvest Foundation in Phoenix, along with Pastor Julian Gibb, talk with pastors and leaders about how sacrificial love by those in the church to those in need outside the church has helped people see and embrace Jesus Christ. It's that demonstration of Jesus' greatest commandment that we'll hear more about today on The Kingdom and Its Stories. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, wherever you are. Welcome to this show. My name is Julian Gibb, and I co-host with Bob Moffat, and the show is called The Kingdom and Its Stories. And today we're blessed to have Val. Now, Val is uh, originally from the U.S., but she now lives in Brazil. So, Val, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Julian, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So, so you're now living in Brazil, is that correct? That is correct. I am a typical child uh, missionary kid who grew up on the mission field and then came back to the United States for college, and then God called me back. i uh, been in Brazil now for 15 years, serving and helping leaders, specifically those who have a passion for children. Hmm. And so, um, so where, whereabouts in Brazil do you operate? I, for 12 of those years, I lived in a city called Sao Paulo, which is one of the biggest cities in the world. It um, has over 9 um, million people. But then recently, since um, the pandemic in the last year, have moved to Curitiba, which is a smaller city, a million and a half. But it's a, a European background city with a lot of excitement as well um, in the city. Oh, okay. Lots of Europeans there. I, I, I went to Brazil 20 years ago to uh, Rio de Janeiro, and we went to this other place where the Portuguese royal family used to live. And I was amazed just how many European Brazilians there were, you know, uh, sort of uh, Germans and Brits and all sorts of people, but um, had, a, had a wonderful time there. But, but you're not there to be a tourist like me. You're there to, you're, you're on a mission. So tell me a little bit about, about your mission. What is it that you are actively seeking to do? What, what's, what's your goal? Well, um, my story, kind of to give a little bit background and what brought me to where I'm at is being growing up in a Christian environment. Uh, interesting, my parents were very much involved in church, and yet a little time was did they have for us as family, as children. And it was when my mom was sharing a Bible, giving a Bible to somebody, and they were, she was explaining the separation between Old Testament and New Testament. I go, wow, I didn't even know that. And here I'm learning from my mom as she shares with others and realized 
how important it is, even those who are in ministry sometimes don't have, forget about their own children and how to help them grow in their walk with the Lord. And so I realized that was a struggle in my family. And God brought me up really with that calling of how do I help others recognize, first of all, in their own homes, how do we help raise a generation that really knows God and is not just a head knowledge, but a heart knowledge. Mm. And then how do we help others recognize that parents need help and they aren't able. I am here in a um, have a walk with the Lord because people invested in me. And so how can I invest in others and help them recognize the value and the need to raise a generation that has that same love and passion and uh, transformational life along with, with Jesus. So I think based on my own experience of what life was like and the necessary of others investing in me, recognizing I need to invest in others and help people see the value and the need to really adopt a child and help them in a holistic perspective grow, not only in their walk with God, but helping them grow and understand their place in the kingdom and that they have a responsibility and we're all here for a reason. Mm. Because any parent knows that uh, raising raising children is a, is a blessing, but it's also a, a hard blessing as well. You know, it's, you know, we, we, before you have a child, you read all those books. You know, this is how to raise a kid, and you know, if you do this, if you pat them on the back this way, they know they'll go to sleep straight away. And you know, and I found none of it worked. You know, and so it was just this. It really is this. Uh, opportunity for us to get on our knees and ask for help you know uh, ask ask the lord and ask others for help so that we can raise up uh, our children I, I was watching the chosen uh plug for the chosen there but uh watching the chosen uh, a few nights ago and there was that episode where it's all based on jesus being with the children mm-hmm. and uh you know after the first five minutes oh this is wonderful and then i was like okay when are we going to get to the action you know, and then it dawned on me halfway through, you know, just at the point of how Jesus is spending time with the children. And as we know in Scripture, he says, um, where the disciples are trying to shoo them away. You know, children go. You know, we've got, we've got to deal with more important things. We've got to deal with adults. And Jesus is like, he's he's fuming. He's like, no, you know, <laughs> the kingdom of God belongs to uh, children such as these. You know, you have to have a, a child's heart, pure heart. But um, so it's extremely important doing what you're doing when so many Christian uh, missions and uh, ventures, uh, endeavors, which are wonderful, are adult-based. And yet we have this whole generation coming up uh, where you're seeking to not only equip intellectually, uh, but also to, to, to help you be used by the Holy Spirit in order to, to touch their hearts and guide them into a relationship with, with Jesus Christ. Yes, it's interesting. Um, when, when we think of children, we don't we value them at the same time. Don't realize they are the biggest unreached group in the mm. world. <laughs> there are two billion children in the world, and the statistics and numbers are showing that a third of them have never heard even who Jesus is. Wow. So, if you think of a third of them not even knowing who they are. There's a need for the church to recognize that. And how do we come about? Because the reality is, if you look at when when are we more susceptible, when do we really uh, um, determine our faith? It is between the age up to 15 years of age. And most of us in our Christian faith accepted or knew Christ 
prior to then. And yet we don't take initiative or be more specific in how to reach this particular generation. We need to uh, really focus on the children, helping them know who Jesus is, but not just know him, also know how to walk with them so that they don't um, struggle and later lose their faith. So there's a huge, huge uh, need for us to really invest and I believe the church is the hope of the world, but the same token, who has more time with the children is a family. I think through the pandemic, we've seen that and how mm. much the family has influence, but the family is not alone. I think sometimes when we look at scripture, we say it is a family's responsibility to raise and we put all that responsibility on the parents. But in reality, uh, as a parent, we, we we need to know we're not alone. If I look at the word family in scripture, the funny thing is uh, the word family is translated. It has several different words in Hebrew. When you look at it, the two most common used uh, terms in Hebrew is uh, biet and mishpaha. Biet is um uh, household, so it's a family, and so we translate that and go, yeah, uh, family needs to raise up the child. But the Old Testament uses three times more the word mishpaha, which is the community, mm-hmm. which is beyond the household, but the entire community needs to come alongside the next generation and raise up the older teaching the younger. So there's a huge need of us coming together between the church and the family of how to raise the next generation. So what, what, uh, go into a little bit more detail about how are you, Val, you know, and your, and your movement, your group, how are you, uh, addressing this? So um, since I do believe that the responsibility, the hope of the world, uh, God put the church in that place, uh, my role has been in my calling has been how do I encourage, strengthen the church, build up leaders within the church to raise the awareness and have more advocates for the child. But to go beyond just thinking Sundays, how are we really walking with the children and understanding that Jesus grew up um, and he, when he grew up in scripture, it shows clearly that it wasn't just his spiritual, but it was his emotional, his social, um, his educational skills. We need to do the same with children. So helping recognize as leaders who have received a calling or understand the need to reach the next generation, how do we do it from a holistic perspective? So my role in Brazil has really been how do we raise a generation of 20s, 30s, and 40-year-olds who have a calling to reach the, the younger generation and equip them. Whether we do three things, we I created an organization, uh, founded an organization along with other leaders, and together we work on three main things. How do we build a community so that, similar to what Proverbs says, it's when iron sharpens iron, that is when um, how uh, we help one another grow. Uh, so that's one of them is about building community. The second one is about uh, providing training. How do we equip, um, raise the level and say, no, we've, we've understood this. Now, how do we raise the level of how to continue growing and walking with the children? And thirdly, it's about building resources where there's a lack of resources or anything specific for one of the areas that we see are needing to grow. Then uh, how do we build resources and create material that will help them uh, develop that area that's necessary? So that's kind of what my role has been, has I'm, I'm much a middle child, love to connect. And one of the stories I love, I was just talking this morning with Marcia. She's from Manaus. And she um, 
I met her in 2014 at our one of our first conferences of really equipping and helping uh, bring a v- bigger vision. And she's from a very traditional uh, denomination. And she wasn't quite ready, but she was said, Val, I would love to continue walking and growing. And so we connected her into the community. And just today, talking to her, she's, she's uh, after these seven years, she's going, Val, I think God's calling me to leave the the world of business. She works for a TV channel and there's nowhere else to grow. But she goes, I believe God's calling me to go beyond the local church and how to equip and train others. And it's just, um, my heart just aches and cries when I hear that because the first time I met her, she goes, Val, I didn't even know that I had a role and a responsibility within my church. And now how she has grown and been been one who has been helping challenge other leaders to think differently and grow. There's one particular leader who is a, um, a lawyer who's been helping with some of the laws and the, the digital world in Brazil. And she, this girl from Manaus, Marcia, that I just talked to, she's not only growing and equipping, she's challenging people outside of the realm who work with children saying, you have a voice and you need to raise a voice around this area. And she's been coming um, an advocate, this other lawyer in the social realm and influencers helping bring their awareness of some of the laws are being passed and, legal issues that the church needs to get behind. So it's amazing how investing in one life and how she has seen her grow in her walk and how she is now equipping and helping parents and helping other leaders in their journey as well. Well, that's wonderful. You're listening to The Kingdom and Its Stories. My name is Julian Gibb, and today, as I say, we're blessed to have Val. And Val is in Brazil, where she's working there as a missionary, and her focus is on children, on providing holistic needs for children. Well, what's holistic? Well, it's what is holistic, Val, you'd say? What, what, what is this holistic needs that you provide for children? Well, I, um, when we look at a, a child, if, if they don't have food on their table— how can they truly hear the gospel if they don't have the basics? And in Brazil, we have extremes uh, cases. We have over 300 cities or um, uh, towns in which they have one meal every three days. Wow. That's the extreme. And then you have others who are on the very high side, very well um, in private schools and extremes. So um, those who live in the poverty, how do you help them? Uh, if you, They can't hear what God has to share with them if they are hungry and they mm. are starving. So how do we first help those who have uh, provide for those who don't have and um, provide the basics? Just like Jesus, before he spoke to the people, he took care of their needs, their social needs. And so it's not just a social need from the physical, but it's also um, emotional. We have a lot of cases of, of abuse. Marcia, that I just shared her story, one of the pieces that she's been big on in, in the north end of Brazil is there is a huge trafficking around uh, children. And so one of the main projects she's been working on is helping uh, deal with some of those cases and bringing justice and uh, putting an end to 
to children that are being trafficked. Um, so how do you deal with the abuse, whether it's digital abuse um, and the exposure they're having in the world of pandemic to um, physical abuse? How do you deal with those issues? Helping a child, um, I believe any any person, there's two things we need. We are put into this world and we go from a world of brokenness to how do we see our role within the community. But also we come from an area of where we don't know God and how do we build and understand our part in the kingdom. So there's a cross between how do we understand our role in the community from brokenness to wholeness to being a whole person and knowing that we don't we don't just need to be uh, provided basic uh, cares for physically and emotionally, um, educationally and spiritually, but we also need to grow um and understand our role in the community to actually giving into the community. So the wholeness is about taking someone from brokenness, from wherever they're at, whether it's social, whether it's physical, whether it's spiritual, and helping them on their journey to a walk with Christ and understanding their role in the community and in the kingdom. I was going to ask, um, I know the answer, but I was going to ask anyway, why, why, why are you doing this, Val? You know, you, you were uh, employed uh, in, a, in, a, in an organization uh, at a, um, a good high level, you know, earning a good income, uh, not having to deal with children who have one meal every three days uh, with, with child trafficking. You know, why, why give up that life of, of, of relative ease uh, in order to be dealing with such horrendous matters? Why, why are you doing this? A verse that really sticks out to me that has spoken actually in the last month is the verse of uh, in Matthew where Jesus says um, he invites individuals into the kingdom. And then he says, well, when do we help you? And he said, no, it's when you when you help the least of these, when you help the widows, when you help um, the uh, the little ones. And um, that is when my faith grows. And that is when. Um, that is what I believe God's called us to is to bring uh, my role is to bring others to that relationship with him, not only to know him, but uh, deepen their walk and understand their role in the kingdom. And so um, it's not about how much I have. I have I've, much has been given to me and my job is how do I share what I have and help others on this journey what I have been given is not for me, but it's for his glory. And so how do I use the gifts that he's given me to really help others on their journey? And I'm encouraged. I may not be helping that little child every day, but I'm helping leaders who are doing that and equipping others. So I believe I'm helping that journey to see more little ones get to know who he is and have an opportunity to go to have an experience and live in the kingdom beyond what they could imagine, giving them hope that their life is not going to be about um, just uh, surviving the next day, but truly uh, living and helping bring others on their journey as well. So what what keeps you going? Uh, you know, you, you just said why, but, uh, you know, sometimes myself working as a pastor, you hear bad news after bad news after bad news sometimes, you know, and it's, uh, I think, oh, you know, it, what what keeps you? I mean, I'm looking into your eyes now, and you know, there's a there's a vitality, there's a there's a vibrancy, you know. Uh, so, what 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 is it that empowers you? 
<laughs> I think it's my relationship with, with Christ. It's the more he loves me, the more it's I'm able to love others. And to see others thrive and grow really empowers and encourages me. When I see somebody else grow in their faith, it gives me more excitement to go, yes, it is possible. And I am, I am fulfilling my call when I see others grow as well. So give me, uh, I love the story you just shared, you know, uh, regarding that, the, the lady. Give, give us some more stories, you know, about how the work that you are doing, or rather how the work that God is doing through you and your organization, how it is touching, how it is transforming people's lives. Um. One of my closest um, uh, individuals that I've been been mentoring and being a part of was from my home church in Sao Paulo for many years. And it's exciting to see how God is using her. Um, her name is Eva. And it's exciting. What I, what I love is she has a heart for learning and growing as well. And when we first met, it, she was under somebody else's authority and she was in a transition to possibly taking over the leadership in the children's ministry. And God really used her vibrancy, how young she was, to really um, equip her to not only lead her church, but lead truly her denomination. And one thing we realized together is we need to start doing so many programs in church in general. We, 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 we plan for Children's Day, Mother's Day, um, uh, Vacation Bible School to Christmas and Easter. And so we have all these programs we build around in preparation for those. And how do we maintain kids uh, entertained and involved and wanting families wanting to come to church? And we realized, you know what, we don't need people necessarily coming to church, what we need is to see them grow in their faith. How do we change our mentality to every day I'm paid for this to make sure that Sunday works well to understanding what that, uh, how is it that we see their faith growing? And we started embedding uh, thinking and out loud and how do we build this together? And one of the things that came up um, amazing in her own family is the importance of prayer. Prayer is something we take for granted. We pray every meal. We pray before a service or before a meeting. And she said, no, prayer is about us being in front of the throne and being have access to the kingdom, to God. How do we embed that in our relationship so kids can see that they are talking to um, to a king and to a heavenly who, realm who is really helping them in their journey? And so uh, we started on this journey of helping kids understand how to pray. And in her own family, she has seen such huge strides of now in the in her own church where there are volunteers have said, I don't want to help in the children's ministry because God has called me to help children in the community, aside from those who come on Sunday. So um, they're starting back up this Sunday to being and present to being uh, together. Kids have not been uh, not been together for over a year and she's all excited and she's wondering what's that going to look like. But in her own family, her child was really struggling with COVID and, and having some emotional uh, issues thinking, what if my mom dies and 
all these issues. And through the prayer piece and helping him understand prayer, he grew to the point where he has now, her son, who's 10, is leading other kids online to pray together through this emotional state they're going through of COVID and all the tension that that brings and the issues of um, deaths and and, um, things. So it's very interesting how simple things, how she was able to change culture and how it's affected even her family and brought leadership in her own children, who's he's, I think he's eight years old and is leading um, a group of prayer warriors of eight years old online. So. when isn't that wonderful where those, you know, how it's meant to be those who have been helped then go on to help others, mm-hmm. you know, and it's sort of the, the, this passing of Jesus's love uh, from one person to the next. But, um, those who uh, may be listening now, um, may be watching, they might be thinking, well, you know, th- this is wonderful. You know, Val is, um, you know, spiritually gifted. She's been uh, cut from a certain spiritual cloth and uh, she's been equipped and she's been trained to go out and do this. You know, she, Val is a, a super spiritual hero, but not me. You know, um, you know, it's I, I'm just not cut out for that. You know, uh, I'll I'll, uh, I'll pray, you know, and I'll tithe. Uh, and prayer is 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 the most important thing of all, period, end of report. But what would you say to those who are saying, oh, I just haven't got what it takes? You know, what? I, it's similar to my need of exercise and my doctor constantly saying it's a muscle that has not been um, trained or it just needs to constantly be worked. The more you work that muscle, the better it gets at it. And my passion and my love has only been this way because of how much discipline and training. And I would say, if you say, if you know that God has called you for something greater and beyond, you're not sure what that is, start with prayer. And I think prayer will help you. The Holy Spirit will help guide and open your mind and speak to and he will speak to you as to where you're supposed to be engaged and involved. But take, you need to be intentional and not just proactive, but uh, not just reactive, but proactive and taking intentions of I'm going to pray and journal and uh, looking for what God has called me to. And if children is something that's uh, it, you have a heart for it, start praying and start and God will start pointing out who are those children in your community or in your uh, sphere of influence who you will need to contact. For instance, with the COVID, um, I said, OK, Lord, how am I going to get to know my neighbors? How am I going to even get to know what church I'm going to go to if we moved cities? And God used that time of, of COVID to really encourage me with um, my neighbor. I have two kids um, and God through prayer has joined where they meet with me on a regular basis now and we are able to build a relationship so start with prayer and god will bring the people in your life come and follow me next monday at 5 30 p.m on faith talk 1360 we'll hear another testimonial from a leader demonstrating how they and the people of the church are sacrificially loving the needy and beginning to see real change in their communities if you have a personal example of how you are being the hands and feet of Jesus with your neighbors. We'd love to hear from you. Enter your story at harvestfoundation.org. That's harvestfoundation.org on the Contact Us tab. You can also subscribe to the podcast on The Kingdom and Its Stories on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.